thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Sure, you didn't listen to Mavs because that's that's that uh, sounds about <laughs> what we brought. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll bring we'll bring the the thunder. Yes, absolutely. Uh, try to, anyways. <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Bruin View Podcast. You are Brad. I am, and you are my friend Andy. I am. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> oh, just looking at the Toy Story 4 poster. Oh, heck yeah. <sighs> I um, Speaking of animated movies, even though we haven't gotten to the beer yet, uh, OT saw the latest How to Train Your Dragon. She okay. S- she said it was very good. Apparently there were a lot of tears. Oh. Yeah. oh. Um, but mostly because the AMC she went to has assigned seating and someone was in her seat. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> I hear her laughing, but hopefully the mic's not picking it up because that would just ruin her day. Yes. Well, I can hear her, so she's on a podcast. 
That ruins her streak of 500 and some episodes yeah. without being on a podcast. Hours and hours and hours of being in the similar, or uh, close proximity, similar proximity. <laughs> I know words. No big deal. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of animated movies, I love Toy Story, and I love How to Train a Dragon. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't see three, so take it from, I have not either. from someone who has. Well, it's, so she'll be on next week to review it, I'm sure. I, I can only assume so. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, what you drinking? Oh, yeah. So I am having, and I'm having a beer from a place that I usually don't like, and I got a story behind it. Oh, all right. So this past, as you're listening to this, it's not this past weekend, but two weekends ago, there's, mm-hmm. it was uh, uh, Easter. Yes. And um, we went over to my brother-in-law's house. Not Ryan, but my other brother-in-law's. Um, and we had an Easter egg hunt. But my wife, the the lovely the, lady that she is. The sly fox uh, that she is. Yes. It, yeah, exactly. She <laughs> actually did a, a beer hunt for the adults. Nice. So we had to go around while the kids are finding the eggs. We had to find the beers. And she got a couple six packs. And she got some good stuff. And I'm trying one of them tonight. It's called Hop Project. Uh, it's, it's uh, I guess, a subtitle or a sub, I don't know, name to it is Liquid Experimentation. Or maybe it's a, Ooh. I don't know, just a, a explanation of it. But yeah. it's from Sly Fox. And anything I've had oh. from Sly Fox before, I really haven't liked. Um, <clears throat> but this is a, it's it's called an Imperial Double, mm-hmm. uh, but it it tastes a lot like a, um, a New England. It's very hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can see there, mm-hmm. yes. very, uh, very light looking. Like I'm, you know, you. You see a lot of doubles; they can get kind of dark, mm-hmm. especially the imperials. But this is very hazy and cloudy. It it it's just yummy. It's it's a really good beer. There's no bad aftertaste or anything like that. It goes down nice and smooth. Nice. Um, sitting at like an eight point eight. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. So it's it's a yummy, yummy, yummy beer. I'm really happy with it. I think I gave it four point two five, and it's probably a four or five beer for me. The more I drink it, because, um. Nice. I, I really enjoy it. Good. That's trying, awesome. Trying to look and see what our none of our friends have rated it. Oh. Look at that. Oh, I'm one of 507 nice. ratings on this. Nice, nice, nice. So we're on, on the ground floor. Yeah. I I can only assume that they're gonna sponsor the show now. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're they are regional brewery from Pottstown, pennsylvania nice which i think <laughs> right after you mistaken, said you haven't really liked anything from them except for this. I, yeah i'm sure well, they're I, gonna jump at the opportunity i really don't like a lot of their stuff right. um <laughs> i mean i but i then again i haven't had a ton of their stuff i think i've had like their their um their main one i can't even remember what it is mm-hmm but uh, I think Pottstown might be the home of Yingling Lager. Lager. Mm. 
I'm not sure. Oh, must be why all the other beers are bad. Mm. Something perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. Um, yeah, it comes in a pounder pounder can with the uh, the pop pop. Oh, you can't beat that. Which I don't. They need. Everyone needs to start doing this. Everyone I, needs to. Do it. I was having this discussion the other day. It must just be not feasible. Because I, I don't it's, see why it can't be. But like so few people are doing it right now that you would think that like everyone could just jump on that and then ten years down the line you can go back to the uh, <laughs> the other yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like a retro thing because it pours beautifully, it drinks beautifully. Oh like yeah, there's no glug glug. You don't have to worry about getting the wide, um, you know, the wide openings or anything mm-hmm. like that. It just is. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, but. it's uh, it's it's awesome. There's a uh, I'm going to Chicago in a few weeks, and there's a place there called Noon Whistle that does that. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, well, this was fun. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> More of that, please. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah, it it seems there's got to be something to it. Uh, because it seems that people really respond positively to it. Yeah. Like a pop-top crowler would be sweet. You just fucking take it to the head. <laughs> just shot. Yeah. Just, uh, I was going to say shotgun it, but you need something better than that. <laughs> no. I mean, you don't even need a shotgun. Like, <laughs> Bazooka. Yeah. Yeah. Get shell shocked. Yeah. Yes. RPG to the face. <laughs> yeah. Our new crawlers will fuck you up so fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Well, All right. uh,. It looks like you're having a good beer, too. I am. I am loving this. Uh, also, a double IPA. Um, it's Narvana by Gnarly Barley in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, Hammond, Louisiana. I don't know why I said Indiana. <laughs> Indiana? Louisiana. Uh, actually, I know exactly why. It's because there's a casino in Hammond, Indiana that I've been to several times. Ah, it's great. Gotcha. Saw Weezer there once. They were awesome. Oh, fuck Weezer. Dude, I'm, as of right now, I'm firmly in that camp with their dumbass covers of songs that I couldn't stand in the first place. Oh, how quirky and fun. Shut up. Well, and they didn't even really do anything different to them. No. Like, if you're going to do a cover, do a cover. Like, do it, like, different. Do, yeah, like, I mean, it's, obviously, it's hard to do. Like, Johnny Cash is hurt like transforms yeah. that song so much that people think Johnny Cash did the original. Yeah. Um but uh which drives me insane. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it it's just it's honestly like you're a festival band. Like you just yeah. got hired for I don't know, Steve Goldman's Bar Mitzvah. Yeah, or like a a wine fest. Mhm. Right. Like the big the one of the bigger wine fests in the area. <laughs> wine fest but a bigger one i'll give you that (laughs) but i i don't know why um at the the past uh, yesterday and then today i've actually listened to pinkerton in its entirety um with no relation to me seeing them in hammond indiana but i i do really like their first two albums which is kind of a cliche to say at this point um but you know what's that it's a cliche for a reason yeah and they're all right it's just I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're they're cute, cute by too cute by half, or you know what I mean. Like they're just 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I definitely I understand. And I, don't know. I just don't. I just I, just, I don't. It, their new stuff. Ugh. That was a soundtrack to my college years. And I just like I, that was like one of the one of the like over, over, overplayed. Oh, you know, I'm sure. Bands. Yeah. Yeah. And like their first album had those kind of like squeaky pop hits. And then the second album, the reason I like Pinkerton so much and they they avoid that sophomore slump is because uh, um, there's just kind of some actual like edge and darkness like underneath the surface. Um, right. And yeah, I don't know if anyone's interested, look into uh, Pinkerton and what Rivers Cuomo was up to prior to the making of Pinkerton. And uh, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, but anyways, okay. that has nothing to do with uh, that is just a long, drawn out explanation of why I accidentally said Hammond, Indiana, <laughs> instead of Hammond, Louisiana. Uh, Gnarly Barley went to their tap room for the first time not too uh, long ago. Uh, and unfortunately they didn't have this and then it started showing up on, uh, shelves. So I picked it up and I was planning on having it tonight and I didn't even think about how appropriate title of beer it is, but, uh, quick aside real quick. Yeah. Uh, Yingling is brewed in Pottsville, Mm. Pennsylvania. Mm. Cool. Take that off my list of places to go. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I just don't I didn't grow up drinking Yingling. I didn't I had never even heard of it before I moved to Florida, honestly. And uh yeah, that's why I have nothing but uh, animosity towards them. Uh but Nirvana Double IPA. <laughs> Sorry. Uh you awaken to a juicy haze according to their can. Um but it's a beer that they made for their 4-year anniversary last year and i guess now they're turning it into a seasonal um and it is uh dry hopped um aggressively and uh it smells like pineapple and anytime you can uh get those pineapple flavors in a beer without it being a fruit beer uh Mm. i i'm all about that i love i love it uh and this is i I mean, it, it's it's hazy. I guess it's in New England, but once you start getting into that double territory, I guess it's hard to yeah. yeah. Um, but it it is got it just a nice. It's it's chewy. I guess like you know it, it just yeah. It, it's got like that the body un, to the it. unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got it's got a nice body to it. Super awesome. Um, I am loving it. Narvana cool. by Gnarly Barley. Sweet, I like mm-hmm. that. I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, dank, bro. Sweet. V dank. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, very good. Cool. Uh, have you had Have you had stuff from there before? No, they barley. Uh, yes, yeah. And the uh, excuse me. So they were kind of the first ones to break out with the juicy craze down here okay um with their beer juicifer and juicifer was the bad boy on the uh louisiana beer block and um then parish came along and uh 
dropped Ghost in the Machine and blew everyone's tongues off with that one. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, Gnarly Barley had uh, laid some claim, and then uh, Ghost in the Machine blew them out. But the, everything they do is is pretty excellent. Um, they they one of their regulars is a uh, rye IPA, um, and uh, they also have a peanut butter milk porter uh, that's awesome. They don't have a huge lineup, but the stuff that they do, they do really well. Cool. So yeah, I am a fan. Yeah, well, it sounds like they're not like, mm, uh, um, they're they're not uh, trying to please the masses, right? You and know, the other thing that's cool about them is they're not. Um, sorry, to cut you off, but they no. are. They're they're from Hammond, Louisiana, and they're about Hammond, Louisiana. Like, right. I mean. You know, I they're it's not far from New Orleans, under an hour I would say, um, mm-hmm. but you know they they have their own identity and they want to serve their neighborhood and they can get their beers out there then yeah that's awesome. Uh, but they're definitely when you when you go through Hammond like they're the place to be. Um, so yeah, it's just uh I don't know it's cool to to see them succeed and and do well and and kind of just really cling to their roots. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm a fan of that for sure. Um Yeah, just based on, you know, the beers I like around here, mm-hmm. you know, they don't get some of them don't get distributed that much. You know, like a little brewery like Yingling. Mm-hmm. You know, doing all they can to just make it by. It's America's oldest brewery. People forget right. that. People forget that. Mm-hmm. Never forget, guys. Yeah. Oh, also Gnarly Barley. Um, their tap list is all on uh, painted skateboards. Oh, yeah. Well, they, there you go. They, yeah, they incorporate a lot of uh, skateboarding into their stuff. So that's pretty. I gnarly. love them for that as well. Anyways, um, anything else going on with you in the uh, in the beer realm? No, well, other hunt. than the beers, I'm gonna. I've got stacked up. I got. I think I got six or six different beers, so I'm good for a little bit on as far as uh, checking in. Nice for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Slowly uh, filling up our fridge, uh, for better or worse. I don't know. Depends on who you ask. Um, filling up our fridge with uh, beers in anticipation of uh, our untapped friend Brennan's arrival. Very cool, yeah. He was quick to quick to like our beers tonight. So he yeah, must he's, be... he's stateside now. Oh, is he stateside? Yeah, okay. he um, he uh, I'm sure you've had uh, Genesee before. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I. I'm American, aren't I? <laughs> another one, uh, another beer that I hadn't heard of uh, before moving to Florida, but I love it. Unlike Jenny Cream Ale. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. It's so good. Uh so he texted me tonight. Um he's at a bar that has uh Genesee Cream Ale on tap. They start it at fifty cents at five PM and it goes up fifty cents every thirty minutes. <laughs> it's like a barbecue joint in DC. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
I don't know if I, I think I, I don't know if I told you this, um, but I did find, uh, Matt was talking about how expensive beer was in New York and you might as well just get a craft beer because the, um, the like macro domestics are only a dollar cheaper. Right. Uh, yeah, we went to a bar and I, I immediately found uh 24 ounce Genesis for uh, two bucks. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it. <laughs> If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I yeah, I told you about the nickel draft nights we'd had. Yeah. The hour as a bartender. Fuck. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Sure. It's it, such a nightmare to be on the other side of that. Yeah. I think they raised it to a quarter until we got our liquor license, and then we then we just started. It was like half price rail drinks and stuff. But, oh, jeez. Uh, what a mess that place was. College. It's a. It was a college town bar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like there's no such thing as martini or anything like that. It was all, mm-hmm. you know, rum and cokes or like the worst was doing like a <laughs> liquor, um, liquor in a mixer. <laughs> that's what we have to pretty offer tonight. <laughs> is that's exact because everything was in plastic cups. Mm-hmm. Like the worst was like, well, it wasn't even that bad. It's like Long Island iced tea. Like my hands are pretty big, so I'd be able to, be able to grab. The four bottles I needed. Oh, nice! Just and then f- flip it and rip it. Flip it and rip it, and then dash That's it off awesome. with a little bit of. And then we went to town, or yeah, you know, yeah. And I mean, no one, no one at that age is going to complain that they're no about their cocktail if it's super strong. No, they're going to love it. Yeah. All right. Nice. And I'm loving it. I'm excited about this. Cool. Oh, uh, man. I'm trying to think. I don't really have anything else going on. Um, I've still got all those. Uh, I've got a lot of those Urban South beers, but I've pretty much ran through them um, as far as reviewing them on the show. Uh, Do you have... Um, stocked fridge right you, now. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I know you like to save or age some of your beers. Do you have mm-hmm. anything aging right now? Uh, I have three different, uh, 120 minutes. I'm sure I'm going to dip into one to three of those while Brennan's here. Um, and I've got a couple of the, um, Bourbon County Goose Islands. Um, I still have, uh, two bottles from 2015, I believe. Uh, and plan i'm sure that we'll get into at least one of those and then uh the only the other thing i have aging right now is uh a um barrel aged uh old rasputin and i'm saving that for uh next time i see our buddy jk very cool very so yeah yeah um i don't know i'll i'll have those will those have to like open up the night because I want to be... Uh, oh, yeah. You can't yeah. just, like, at the end of the night, hey. After going through a case of Rolling Rock, you're like, oh, yeah. I got this. <laughs> oh, That's Rolling Rock. Yeah. Um, whenever I was in college, we had uh, this one bar. Mm-hmm. We would go to... You get a... It was on Monday nights, and we go there for Monday Night Football. Nice. It was... Uh, you get a, a bucket of rocks, and it was pony bottles. Oh, for like five bucks, you get a bucket of rocks, <laughs> like a six pack, in a in a bucket, mm-hmm. and then you get like five bucks for, or I don't even know if it was five bucks, 
for like a dozen wings or something like that. So we wings and rocks and just get full and full and fucked up for mm-hmm. under ten dollars. So. Not bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Oh, I d- you know what? I did go to a. Um, I d- we went last weekend. We went to uh, my cousin's. I've talked about Center Square Brewing before on this, and uh, they have a brewery, and they have a what they call a Nugget, and it's a, it's a New England style IPA, which is really good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, they the one brewer they had to start out with, they spent a lot of time on like. They had an alt beer. They had they they strayed away from the IPAs, and they got a, another brewer to come in to help. And she really likes the IPAs, and so it, they've been doing a really good job recently on that. So mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. The Nugget. Nice. I like that. That's a sweet name. Dank Nugs. Dank Nugs. All right. Uh, talk while I go crack another one of these sly foxes. All right. Absolutely. I'll be sly about. Okay. <laughs> I am, uh, I don't know what, oh, Monday Night Football spurred me uh, to look and see if Alvin Kamara was the Madden 20 uh, cover athlete. Um, not because I played the game, but I definitely... Uh, I, I lean towards believing in believing in the uh, Madden curse. So uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a terrible year this year. And, you think? Uh, yeah, he's the Madden twenty uh, cover athlete. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, the Madden I hope curse. He good. I don't know. I I do too. He's he's fun to watch. But uh, yeah, the and Madden curse is. <laughs> yeah, that's also pretty great. Um, but he's always so jovial. He's like, oh, it's just you, you, you got to love like just a fun game to be in. Yeah. <laughs> so well, they, yeah. He's, he's like the awesome. edgy uh, brother of Andrew Luck. I guess, yeah. Andrew Luck is like, like the upbeat brother, maybe. <laughs> we just big and nerdy. He's just mm-hmm. like, uh, I listen to Levitard show and it's like he he looks like a guy that chooses soup. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> That um, is very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways. Anyways, yeah. I was uh, The Madden Curse is the perfect um, scapegoat. Uh, anytime someone has a bad year or something, an injury happens, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, I think <laughs> you it, can always think point lot, to that. Well, it had a lot to do with um, them putting a lot of running backs on it for a while and like, running backs like for a long time there and it, even to this even to now like the great running back from last year's fantasy team mm-hmm. like there's going to be the next one's going to pop up next year or the year after right. always and you know the average lifespan of a running back is whatever you know yeah well three um, years or something like that yeah yeah it goes quick elvin kamara was up for consideration um and uh, I was I was hoping he didn't get it because I feel like uh, the city's been through enough. Can't lose AK. No. Uh, and and good news, mm-hmm. the Capitals lost in heartbreaking fashion. Wow, these playoffs have been fucking phenomenal. I They're am- great, but I don't have any interest in any of the teams that are left. 
You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm riding with the Blues. I've been saying they're sometime yeah, in the next three years they're gonna win for the past like six years. So I'm excited for that potentially to come true. I, I yeah, I'm rooting for the uh, the Hurricanes because have you seen any of their celebrations? That yes, before? and I also it's, love how upset Don Cherry gets about it. Oh, um, for sure, that's amazing. Like yeah. what a hey, like all time to yourself, all time old man yelling at the clouds moment. Yeah, the guy who's dressed like a like yeah. a uh, He's the human embodiment of the roman candle yeah <laughs> a roman candle got stuck up a pirate's ass and uh he's ridiculous the human embodiment of a roman candle <laughs> i love the videos of the uh piano desk because if if you haven't noticed he always like slams his hands oh, yeah. on the desk with his like fingers apart i know he's oh, the worst God. yeah um but also the best. I do he, like oh, that. yeah, absolutely. But he just he thinks he's hockey's gatekeeper. I'm like, sorry, yeah. it's not your game. Um, but I love how much it upsets him. It's so funny. And uh, I just for me, like I knew I wasn't going to have a dog in the fight pretty early on. This season was a train wreck for the Hawks. And and I know that they kind of made a run at the end. But so many teams make the playoffs. They just they shouldn't have been there anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's just been enjoyable to watch like, f- fucking great hockey. Yeah, that's crazy. Last night's game was stupid good too. Mm-hmm. And, and like heartbreaking for the Capitals cause I surrounded by ho- Capitals fans now because they won last year. Oh yeah. They're all of a sudden can face <clears throat> you. And then for them to lose in double overtime on a, just a shitty goal, like, like literally like two feet in front of the, the, um, the end line. Mm-hmm. It was just a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that's those overtime overtime games like especially game 7 scenario whoever blinks first is going to lose. It doesn't even have to be you don't even have to get outplayed. You just can't let up. And what's awesome about that too is there's no commercial breaks in yeah. those overtime break games. Yeah. And it's just back and forth, back and forth. And like <laughs> I went out and played hockey last night for the first time in like a year and you know, I exercise. I go for hikes and do all that stuff. But there's oh, nothing like hockey shape. No, yeah, it's a whole another beast. Yeah, and like I can't even imagine those guys going, you know, sixty minutes plus another forty. Yeah. You know, so like a hundred minutes worth of hockey. Yeah. Well, and, I was um, I was talking to uh, Jess of uh, Rob and Jess, who mm-hmm. I um, officiated over. Uh, so I was mm-hmm. just checking in on on how their marriage was going in, in wake of the uh, Golden Knights losing, also in dramatic fashion. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. um, and uh, she was she was like, what? Shift changes. Like, what is that? Every two minutes? I was like, 45 Ooh. seconds is a hearty, hearty shift. Yeah. And, like, when you say it on paper, it doesn't sound like that. Like, oh, 45 seconds. It's like... You, yeah, if if you're in the zone and you're yeah. like on offense, it's not that long. But if you're if there's a couple ice or you know possession changes in yeah. that 45 seconds, you're done. Yeah, you're going uh, blue line to blue line almost. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, and that's it. Like you have to be going a hundred percent that entire time, <clears throat> and if you're not, you're going to get exploited, yeah. especially in this like the the speed and finesse NHL. You're going to get smoked. I was going to say it's almost like doing suicide, but I guess people, you're not allowed to call them suicides anymore, can you? 
You know what I mean when I say suicide? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I, I can't imagine, like, high school coaches being no, able to do that anymore. Yeah. Not that we have a real young contingency of listeners yeah. out there. but <laughs> Yeah, write in uh, and uh, send a letter to our P.O. box. If you, yes. if you remember Under suicides. 21, brew and view. Mm-hmm. We talk about old movies and beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably aren't allowed to call them suicides. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird weird world. Uh, before we get on to that subject, why don't we move on to movies? Yes. <laughs> All well, right. Let's talk about well, Nirvana and suicides. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're, <laughs> we're not moving That's that far away. Good segue. Um, why don't we uh, start with Velvet Buzzsaw? Okay. Um, <laughs> even though the, the suicide <laughs> thing lines up nicely i i feel like we will have less to say about velvet buzzsaw uh yeah i mean maybe i don't know i don't know yeah so this this movie is about two hours long velvet buzzsaw from 2019 written and directed by dan gilroy starring jake gyllenhaal renee russo uh zawa ashton um uh, natalie dot Natalia Dyer uh, from Stranger Things, Tony Coletti from so many things, uh, and um, John Malkovich, of course, is back in the mix uh, for this Netflix uh, flick. And I feel like inside of this movie, there's a good movie. Um, but as soon as it go, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we should start with this. Uh, it's a, uh, about a group of... An art critic, a, a, a gallery curator, and um, people who represent artists. They're all, you know, looking to exploit the next big thing. Um, the uh, girl Josephina, uh, who is played by Zawa Ashton, uh, she stumbles. A man died in her apartment complex, and she finds out that he was a prolific painter, and he was destroying all his work. Um, so she takes it, and uh, from there, things spiral out of control. And I thought that there was an interesting kind of character study, like drama, in in the works. And once it went, like, full paranormal, I actually, surprisingly, for me to say, that's when I was like, you know what, forget this movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. I felt like, um, I don't know, I just really enjoyed watching actors play characters who are acting like you know what i mean where where you're playing um jake gyllenhaal did i think a great job playing a guy who was who had to be on all the time um and renee russo um totally two-faced like her character like she just had to um balance basically two different people in in this one character and i i don't know i thought it was going to be much more interesting than it wound up being well i think you i think you hit the nail on the head when it comes to what the the best part of this movie was it's Mm -hmm. just the i mean i think he's exploiting the or he's not exploiting he's uh exposing kind of the uh facade of the art community right of what it it, like, and and what the actors did was a good job of portraying 
all the insecurities and the backbiting and all yep. that stuff with in the midst of you know kissing each other on the cheek when mm-hmm. they see each other or you know that facade they put on in yeah. in at at the the galas or the you know the the premieres or whatever it is um yeah it's it yeah i there was like there was no likable characters in this movie no one to no. like really hit your wagon to 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 uh to try to uh to root for right you know you're almost like i got to the point where i was like okay when do they start dying <laughs> that's definitely fair yeah uh and i think i think that's what he's trying to do because and what's interesting is because he did nightcrawler which mm-hmm. I th- you you watched that right yes yeah i i watched and i like nightcrawler um but I felt kind of the same way I feel about this. Um, I think Nightcrawler was better, uh, but I just feel like as far as like great movies, it was like in the race, but didn't make it to the finish line. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah. I think the problem with that is, is there's no one really to root for. There's no real protagonist in, right. in either of these movies. And I think he's mm-hmm. doing like an examination of like bad people or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, th- I think that that could be fun and that could be really good. Um, but you need to go further. Yeah, I, I it, feel like I he needs to push it like, further. Um, uh, nocturnal, nocturnal <sighs> animals. Yes. I mean, not yeah. that there were, weren't anybody to root for because you're rooting for. I mean, I know it's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie again, but like he wasn't like the person you should root for. But there were some people that are, were a lot worse, I guess. He was kind of your your POV, like your entrance into that world. Right. Um, and it's hard uh, to find a POV character in Velvet Buzzsaw because you see very few genuine moments. Yes. But like when you did see it, you did see him like genuine, like mm-hmm. whenever he was in bed or eating dinner or whatever he was mm-hmm. by himself. And then as soon as he put like the, the collared shirt on and walked out in Bel- Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. He was always like had an affect to him. You yes. Know, yeah. Where, where, whenever he was by himself, he was just a dude. You know, I, it was. It, it's. It's a. It. I think this is more of a character study than it is like a horror movie or something like that. Like, yeah. I. I think it's more examining like that. That world, maybe a hyper, hyper realized world. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure there's those people, and I would hate ever to meet any of them. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I didn't like the movie that much mm-hmm. at all. Like I, I like some aspects of it. Yeah. But like you said, um, I did like to see their comeuppance, but like they weren't that they felt, it felt like a slasher movie. It felt like a, I know what you did last summer type murders and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't that clever. No, it wasn't. Um, and it was I, I would have much preferred the idea that these paintings um, more like unlock something in them psychologically and, and they go and mad. cause them to go crazy, which is mm-hmm. really tough to portray. Um, I mean, you think about like, uh, what is it? What is it considered like cosmic horror or Lovecraftian horror? Like there's yeah. so few yeah. good adaptations of that because it's so hard to really portray a person going mad. Um, but when, when it became like literal, like paranormal, like the, the, uh, hobo man art installation attacking 
Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was. It became it, like Friday the Thirteenth ish. Well, like, yeah, but it was hokey, but not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the like part four. Uh, what was part four? I don't know. Um, Jason takes Manhattan is not fun, <laughs> no. which well, is the only movie we watched together. I, I, I will always <laughs> love that movie now because I got to sit with Frank. <laughs> and you and after a good night of eating yeah sat and watched yeah yeah i i know you've uh said it before um i guess part part four is probably the final chapter of course it is and yeah um and then no i think part five is the final chapter it doesn't matter uh yeah that would make sense because part six is jason lives uh da, da, da. anyways i'm not even gonna bother looking that up because who cares uh but yeah it just it wasn't i don't know it, yeah it, it like spent it, some time like going one way and trying. pivoted like yeah acted yeah balls off. yeah um, they they did a great job with what they had to work with and i think what they had to work with was like very fundamentally sound mm-hmm. um but as the plot progressed it just was like eh, so so at best. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. Um I just yeah, I think that he he tries to write I'm thinking he tries to write with a I don't know if he's unlikable characters going through things and like it's hard to hang your hat on something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's um I don't know. It, it's uh, sometimes it works. Like Nightcrawler is a good movie, but I think it had the makings to be a better movie. This um, and maybe that's it. Maybe you just need a better like entry point to yeah. really like have the story resonate. Because yeah. um, I think Velvet Buzz Buzzsaw has the makings of a good movie, not a great one, um, but it just never comes together. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I gave it a 6. Yeah, I I also I gave it kind of the kind of the courtesy 6. Um whereas like there's enough aspects that I liked. The actors did a wonderful job, honestly. Um it's just what they were asked, asked to do. Uh Yeah. Was yeah. Not enough not enough uh to do there or doing the wrong stuff, I guess. Um it is streaming on Netflix. I wouldn't recommend it. I know it's um I will say that since I've watched it, like I do have like I have positive feelings about this. Like there's stuff that I liked in this movie. Um but it's it's what you're going to take away from it is not worth the 2 hours that you could spend watching something else. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh all right, yeah. Uh yeah. So uh stream on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Soaked in bleach. Gotta say it right. Um What's that? I said you gotta say it right. Soaked in bleach. Soaked in bleach. Like S E W K E D. Soaked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways. Um yeah. Uh so 
this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Me actually, either. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more of a documentary on Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. And this is basically a okay uh, slam piece. So I knew I knew what it was. I didn't know that there was going to be recreations. Okay, <laughs> now, I'm going to get into that because okay. yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil your. No, I mean, I, we can we can go through, through it together. <laughs> um, but basically, this is the um, uh, Tom Grant's who is a Tom Grant who is a, uh, a private investigator who was hired by Courtney Love to find uh, Kirk Cobain whenever he went missing and ended up uh, found, uh, ended up dead mm-hmm. uh, by apparent suicide. And this is his retelling of the story of those few days and the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, you find out in the first, I don't know, the opening credits that this is probably going to look bad for Courtney Love. Yeah. And this, I would say, is a conspiracy theory type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, uh, this is about Kurt Cobain's death and whether or not C- Courtney Love killed him or not. Yeah, and and they, at the end, they're trying to say, you know, it's up to you to decide. But yeah. we've put out a pretty good argument uh, yeah. in their minds. Yeah. And um, so what they do is, and okay, so this guy seems like a anal retentive guy who records everything. Like I would not want to be friends with this guy, this private investigator, because he mm-hmm. records everything. And he recorded all these conversations with Courtney Love and people around the investigation. And and what they did with this movie, this documentary, is to recreate these scenes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, so a lot of, like, say, Abducted in Plain Sight, they had recreations, right? Which right. were kind of cheesy. Yeah. The, these were cheesy as well, mm-hmm. except that they were actually following a script that was from real conversations. Right. And I really like the, I really like the fact that they, um, went in and out of the actors voices to the actual conversations. Like while the scene's going on, you're still seeing the actors on screen mm-hmm. while like this private detective is talking to Courtney love. Yeah. They're, they're intersplicing the actual conversation with the conversation that the actors are having. So it what it what it's doing is, hey, this isn't a dramatic effect. This isn't like mm-hmm. these things may not have happened. They're saying this happened, and this, these are the conversations that took place. Yeah. Ah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess it's not that great. I just appreciate. No, no, I understand. I I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I to me, it, this feels like um, something that could have been wrapped up a little quicker. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, and it's only like ninety minutes long. So. Yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, you know what? It would have been a good like uh, episode of Disgraceland. Yeah, or um, like a true Hollywood stories or yeah. something. I just yeah. I I felt like the recreations made it a little more like cheesy. Yeah, like undercut what they were saying. 
and yeah. and I'm in agreement with you. Like I do, I do appreciate the um, the actual audio footage and kind of having that that visual to go with it. But when because like it, well, the people, because what it does is it takes away from the talking heads aspect of it. Like right. you can hear people just talk to you, talk to you, talk to you, or talk at you, talk at you. Mm-hmm. But this actually gives you a little more con context, I guess. Yeah, or at least it makes you, maybe it even tries to sway you. It's a little bit more. Swaying the jury type of thing. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I mean that's a good. That's a good I didn't point. mean to interrupt. But and that's um, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> sorry for doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It it's just uh, it's interesting. Moving on past the actual like production value, it's interesting because I've always heard this, um, but the uh, I've also heard things that like Billy Corgan was somehow involved and, yeah. and it's just I've heard all sorts of things. Um but this actually gives you a pretty good idea of how like the Seattle Police Department kind of made this an open and shut thing when there's definitely parts of it that don't make sense. Yeah. Um and it definitely might have been like more than anything else, it could have just been mishandled. Yes. Um, which only leads to more questions, but but there's also yeah. always always mm-hmm. another side of the story, right? Yeah. yeah, this is very much it has an agenda, Un- yeah. unquestionably has an agenda. So. Yeah, because I mean, as much it and they put their case out there pretty well. They they don't say who did it or what happened. Mm-hmm. Like they they infer a lot of things, like life yeah. insurance policies and all that stuff. Um. Or you know, like uh, uh, what the, the, there was a you know uh, the thing about the divorce mm-hmm. and all that, and it's just it's very slanted, and they don't present both sides of the case. Which not at all, no. That that is problematic for me. Yeah, they're able to make the equation add up. They're able to manipulate the pieces of the equation to make it add up to what they want, yeah. for sure. Um, and there's no one in there. Um, there's no one in there trying to uh, work through it with this person. Like it's not a dialogue at all. It's mm. this is the this is what we believe to have happened. This is why, and here's why we believe this. Um, and I think that right off the bat, they kind of set themselves up to dismiss anyone who disagrees with the whole, like, um, you know, Courtney love will not endorse this. And like, it, it just kind of screams of someone being like, well, she, if she doesn't like it, why won't she, you know, what does she have to hide? Yeah. But what does she have to gain by right. going, you know, like, you know, yeah. JV, Jay-Z says, you know, you don't beef down, yeah. or, you know, like why people what from a distance have to gain by <laughs> don't argue with fools because people from yeah. a distance can't tell who is who. But um, but at the same th- and and like for me, I don't think that Courtney Love is some kind of mastermind. Like, no, she, she seems like a, a dumb junkie up. who has her own problems. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did like the girl who played her. Uh, I shouldn't just say girl, but Sarah Scott uh, pulled her off pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess she did do a good job because I was 
like watching her, I was like, oh, please stop talking. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, and that's how I feel when I see Courtney Love. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah I, I gave this a five. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like, Oh, same, same. Uh, yeah. It's just, it wasn't a, um, I don't know. It was interesting, but like, yeah, I was, I was looking more like what I really found in, like fascinating was like the first third of the movie, like or not even like the first, the second third of the first third, or second half of the first third. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so when he, they go back to Kirk Cobain's hometown and they're talking to his friends and stuff, yeah, that's what I like the most about it. And they were talking about all like the scene that was around there. Like they had um, the Melvins came from here and Metal Church came from like two doors down and stuff like that. They talked to the, the principal and his friends and the neighbors and yeah. all that stuff. That's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, how they came up and like why all these great grunge bands, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Alice in Chains or uh, Soundgarden or Nirvana, like all their lead men end up dead, you know, and by yeah. their own hands. Yeah. And it's... Um, you know, why is that? Like, what's, you know, what in the water up there and the PNW, like, mm. now seems like this glorious place everyone wants to go to. Yeah. But back then, seems like such a kind of wasteland of, you know, uh, angst and, and rebellion that spawned all these people, like, talented people that had, like, pretty much a not a death wish but like a uh a hopeless uh being mm-hmm. you know uh, an angst ridden life yeah i just i i hate like i liked when they were talking to their friends but i just hate um the the argument like oh he couldn't have he couldn't have committed suicide because yeah like, there's no was, way he could yeah yeah, yeah. It was like no he was a happy dude like stop it how many stories yeah. have you heard Always like whether it's Ed Kemper or Ed Gein or, you know, the happy nice guys. guys like I, right. It's like I never one. would have expected him to have a yeah. um, lampshade made out of a woman's skin because he was yeah. just such a nice neighbor. <laughs> yeah, you don't it, know your neighbors that well. No, no. And I mean, I don't know. It, it when when you introduce like hard drugs like heroin into the narrative too it i don't know it gets pretty murky um but there's a really good um what you should check and see if this is streaming anywhere it's called hype with an exclamation point um if you're interested in those bands um and the the kind of the seattle sound Hype from 1996. Yes. And it is on Amazon. Oh, really? Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's definitely worth uh, checking out if you're into the grunge scene. Um, it, it, um, I remember bec- I, I thought of it because there were some sentiments that were echoed from that movie where people talked about like, yeah, the weather kind of sucks. You, so you make do, you kind of just, start a band on on a tuesday um so uh well there's that's worth checking out well in like how they changed the name from you know Mm -hmm. the chewed pens to bliss to whatever like in 
um, that's one of the things I liked a lot about um, when I, I read that documentary or the, that uh, biography about Maynard James Keenan, mm-hmm. um, how like he was in th- there was a scene in right at the same time there was a scene down in 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 Calif- or in LA you know where um Rage Against the Machine was coming out and mm-hmm. Green Jello was like was right at the center of all this like this shitty little band <laughs> and like uh you know Tool and Rage Against the Machine and um uh I fuck I can't remember there's another band that came out of there but like all this stuff came out of that little place you right. know that's the kind of stuff I really yeah. enjoy hearing about well that's definitely like um Green River is kind of the offshoot that um people I I want to say Green River like people became it became like Mother Love Bone and Mud Honey yeah yeah and then after Andrew Wood died Mother Love Bone added uh, Chris Cornell and became Temple of the Dog, and that became Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. It is like it. Yeah. It is just very. I mean, incestuous is kind of a dirty word, but it. I, I guess. Well, no, but it is. I mean, but that's, that's what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I, you you might really like hype if you if you're no if I'm you're into curious that into stuff. that. I really am it's, like the, it's the definitely worth all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely so worth checking out. As long as they don't. Just tell the fucking story. I mean, it is it is a lot of guys kind of reliving their glory days. Yeah. Um. So you <laughs> you are going to get well, a lot of opinion of people who haven't been relevant since '93, and this well, is only three years the, removed. The, the original drummer from Nirvana mm-hmm. was on there, and he was uh, he does not look like Dave Grohl at all. No. Um. <laughs> Nirvana yeah. drummer when (laughs) this dude was under a bridge and like looked like he was about 65 years old where dave Grohl is fucking killing it yeah well um dave Grohl came in on uh smells like teen spirit so he was was predominantly the drummer of nirvana but i i think they like famously before dave Grohl had like run through a bunch of drummers um, okay. and I, obviously there's only one on bleach, but between bleach and, uh, smells like team spirit te- or it smells like teen spirit. Um, Oh my God. That's not what it's called. Jesus. No, it's, um, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Between that and never mind. Um, it's, uh, I, I think there were a few people, um, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, that guy might, might've been, yeah. Um, on Google, it lists four people before it lists, before getting to Dave Kroll, <laughs> hmm. Dan Peters, 1990 to 1990, Dave Foster, 88 to 88, <laughs> Aaron Buckhart, Burkhart, 87 to 87. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold. It's a cold world. Uh, Yeah. But it's they're they're able to make their argument hold water. Um, but yeah. I think the the thing that was most interesting to me was the the thing that really stuck with me, I guess, was the police um, seemingly like going against protocol. And 
you know, I doubt they were paid off. It just seems like they kind of botched their job. Um, and as a result, it's created this kind of mythological uh, subsect of people who don't deal in conspiracy theory. They deal in conspiracy fact. Yeah. Well, and they may have like a really legitimate reason for doing the things that they did. Yeah. And, right. They might. And and but they never, you know, why? Why even like everything that comes out, like saying that they did a bad job, like why fight it? Like, why? What's the point of fighting it? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just the same thing with Courtney Love. Like, what's what's in it for her? To what be do like, I have to gain to be like? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Um, no. I mean, there's still plenty of people that blame her either directly or indirectly for the for his death. So, you yeah. know, what's what's one more, I guess. Yeah. Wonder what is Francis Bean doing right now? Oh. And like I hope that oh, she's a CPA. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope so. I hope just like anonymous and no one knows mm-hmm. you know just has a job oh she's uh she's pretty i've never seen a picture of her grown up um can you imagine that household grown up in <sighs> yeah a really stable environment that must have been um american visual artist and model she's the only child of kurt cobain and front woman, whole front woman, Courtney Love. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that uh, it's unless you actively pursue a quiet life, you can't have one with that kind of background. Yeah. So. Well, I did find it interesting. One of the things I found interesting, and we're spending a lot of time on this. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, the copycat suicides yeah because this was a time before like social media right people like reaching out to kids saying hey don't do this kind of thing you know it gets better type of thing Mm -hmm. like there wasn't such a thing then as that you know um with all that like i don't know like these are all kids of and i mean this is my generation um of kids with baby baby boomer parents mm-hmm. who you know you know made it you know through the 70s they they didn't experience the uh i mean they they were in their prime in the you know the 80s you know the me generation type mm-hmm. thing and it's it's a weird yeah. generation because um i don't know um we were, I think we were the last generation of, of, of kids where, you know, I think I've told this to a couple of my friends where like, you know, we were the last generation of kids that their dads didn't say, I love you, mm-hmm. you know, where like, you know, now it's, you know, I tell my kid, I love him, you know, six or seven times a day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, Back when dads know. weren't queers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just were making <laughs> they were, money. They were just healthy, masculine men. That's right. Gillette commercials be damned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, the other side of that coin with um, with social media 
in in the extreme levels people go to to be noticed uh, it's kind of i don't know with like the copycat suicides i don't know if they're i don't know if those would be curbed by people having a message of it gets better or if they would just be increased by people's i don't know modern anxiety coupled with the desire to be noteworthy and i don't know all the like cults of personality and hero worship that goes on nowadays i know yeah i don't know i i wonder what it uh, i don't know like we we're uh you know as many problems we have as a society and we do mm-hmm. it uh there's a lot of things that we, we we're sometimes we're just out of problems and we yeah it's like we eat ourselves to i you know like if we if we had to worry about getting our food or worry about being you know chased down or bombed or mm-hmm. you know if we lived in Syria or Iraq or something like that or Afghanistan, yeah, I don't know, uh, yeah, what, what it, yeah, no, I I'm I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you of like the there's like it's such a great time to be alive, um, just from a technology standpoint, a medical standpoint, a even a creativity standpoint, I think that people never really appreciate art in in the time that they're living and yeah. reflect back on it later. Um, but it's uh, there's really a lot of great stuff going on right now. Uh, it's just what you allow yourself to get caught up in. And yeah. not that not that um, trying to eradicate certain issues is not a worthy cause. Oh, for sure. No, but there's plenty of stuff out there to yeah. when yeah when it's all consuming. And, um, you know, your, your news feed is that echo chamber of how bad things are for X. Um, I think that's unhealthy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the point I'm trying to make, I guess. No, I, yeah. I don't know if we're meant to have it. Like, should we have it good? Or, you know, are we meant to be prosperous? <laughs> how good should we have it? Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we developed enough? Are we? Well, Brad, evol- the meat shall enough? inherit the earth. So. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had. Inherit the earth tomorrow night. I've had Thanos. three days off and uh, I got to read and let me tell you about this book. Hmm. It's it pretty secret? good. Some might call it the good book. Huh. Uh just kidding. Although I have read the Bible and it is a pretty I, good book. It's an incredible uh, work of fiction. Yeah. If you can get through all the uh, <laughs> Old Testament, there's hyper some rough violent. Stuff uh yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> it makes sense that people who are religious haven't read the Bible or mm. need to do like Bible study to uh I don't know, do mental gymnastics around all the awfulness in in the Old Testament, especially, it's rough stuff. <laughs> what do you think they meant about like stoning queer people? Yeah. So, when they traveled to Sodom. Hmm. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So soaked and bleached. I don't know if you're into Nirvana. I I was hoping for a little bit more uh, as far as like the background and what was going on. Like, there's a couple times when I saw the interviews with him, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is what I want." And then it would go back to it is a definite the, the pivot player. from what you thought it was. So, yeah, um, yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, it's definitely a conversation starter, um, but I also I have to agree. I gave it a five as well, and I would not recommend. Uh, what else you watched or watching? Um, I've been going through uh, what you recommended, uh, Catastrophe. Sweet. I finished the second season. Um, and it it is kind of like you said, the, the plot is a bit secondary. It's more... Um, it's the right. They, they they get they find ways to put themselves in situations where they can say ridiculous things to one another. <laughs> but you and know, and what I love about it, and this mm-hmm. is the thing I love about it the most, is that you know they love each other. Yeah, but like they're having a hard time loving themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Yeah, like maybe absolutely. It's the same thing we we're talking about a little bit ago, but it's their own insecurities like manifest outward. They, they project that stuff onto the other person, Yep. but in funny ways, because I think the writing is pretty clever. And pretty oh clever. yeah. Yeah. I've, and, and they're so great together. They have uh they definitely have a fantastic chemistry, so I can see. Yeah, and they, I mean, they wrote it together yeah. so, and it's an unlikely writing team. I don't understand where that came from. I don't know. Are they, I, I could see them being married in real life, but I haven't actually looked into it. Like, I hope not. Well, maybe I hope so. I wouldn't surprise. <laughs> it'd be funny if they worked out their like their. That's how. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, they're they're a great um, they're a great match. They're a great creative team. So, um, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where it came from. I'm I'm happy it's here. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying that and. Uh, that is i want to say that's about it um it's super easy to like knock out a season in an afternoon too like yeah because they're short they're like 29 minutes long or something like that i maybe it doesn't even feel that long um but yeah they breeze by and and it's it's consistently funny and like (laughs) the characters uh, like his american friend that is like a complete fucking mess with a bad liver yeah <laughs> he comes home one day when they're separated it's just like freebasing with a giant like gallon water bottle <laughs> like, getting rid of the drugs to make it a safe place for you and your kids it's insane stuff that guy chris whoever plays him I, I oh, have. he's so deadpan. It's he's great. phenomenal. He is awesome, and his wife is great too. Like, yeah, she's, she like she's like the opposite of it. You know, like you've met that person. Yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just it's solid across the board, and uh, yeah, the degenerate brother asking for money, and it just and Carrie Fisher just showing up out of nowhere. Yeah. Showing up out of nowhere and being obsessed with eBay. Yeah. I get it, girl. R.I.P. I also yeah. love eBay. Um, How about you? Uh, yeah. So I watched uh, Black Klansman. Mmm. Mmm. As Anderson calls it, Black Klansman. Oh, Andy. Uh, so this stars... Uh... uh John David Washington, Adam mm-hmm. Driver. Um, oh, 
fuck, I forgot Alec Baldwin's in this for like a little bit. Um, so this is like the uh, oh, and what's his name? Does Alec Baldwin say some pretty off the wall insensitive stuff? Oh, he does. Yeah, that's, okay, that's pretty great. Uh, Tof- was he improvising? Is also, uh, maybe, maybe not. Topher Grace. Have not oh, and heard that name Isaiah, in a while. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. She. He's that guy. Uh, anyways, uh, this is the like quote unquote true story of a guy who infiltrates the a clan as a black guy in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, written directed by Spike Lee. And a couple, of, it was written by a couple people too, uh, but um, so it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's yeah. The movie itself is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in it, it, Adam Driver crushes it kills it in this movie he's really good because mm-hmm. um, most of the time adam driver is either playing kylo ren <laughs> yeah or he's playing um what is the movie we both liked um oh, uh, uh while we're young Stiller. yeah yes where he's playing over the top this is he's playing it real low key but at times he acts it up and mm-hmm. like he crushes this, and uh, David or John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son. Um, he's okay of an actor. He's not that great. Um, it's no Denzel. Yeah, uh, there's it's there's everything. Everybody is black and white in this movie, and mm-hmm. pardon the pun, but there's no like great characters in this gotcha. movie. Like everyone's either evil or good, and it's. <laughs> yeah. Like there's not a lot of uh, nuance, mm-hmm. and it. So what it does it it goes through and tells a story of how like this black guy works for uh, the police department and he makes a couple co- phone calls. It like he's having a hard time getting into the police department because he's black, and like he's being stereotyped in like all legitimate stuff that needs to be brought up. And I, I feel like I'm qualifying a lot of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it, it's a fine movie, mm-hmm. but it is really punctuated really well at the end. Uh, the ending of this movie is because it's kind of a satire, kind of a fun look at, this it's not funny but it's uh quirky at times Mm -hmm. and but it gets poignant and all that stuff as well but uh it really actually he hits a good note at the end because what he does is at the end of the movie they solve the problem they're looking for and um the cop has to make the decision whether he wants to stay on the force or you know because he's he's broken this clan uh, plot to like blow up people mm-hmm. and at the end it seems like he's he's done it but right at the very end of the, the movie you know someone lights a, a cross on his yard mm. and then it and this is where it actually like is pointing and it is actually pretty 
uh, hits home is that it actually it go it it uh, flash forwards and shows actual cell phone footage and real footage from Charlottesville. Um, you know what, a year and a half ago or whatever yeah. it was, and you know uh, all the angst and everything that was going on there. Whether and you know it shows the actual footage of the guy driving through the crowd and like running over people and you know uh you know showing that like this the racism isn't dead mm-hmm. and that the conflict between people isn't done and my question is this is that if i'm racist mm-hmm. i'm not watching this movie right i'm watching it i mean I don't think I'm racist, but maybe I have race. Maybe there are are some parts of me that are. I don't know. I would say, if anything, they're blind spots. Things that, that you I mean, don't I'm sure recognize. There I'm I sure. think there's things that we all don't recognize. But I would, you know, I would say that that doesn't make you racist. But I'm I'm not sure, and it 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 hits home, and it makes me feel terrible. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel shitty because like there's this still. What am I to do? What am What am I going to do? What am I? What is it telling me to do? Like uh, how? And and this isn't what like what Spike Lee's asking me to do. This mm-hmm. is like a maybe a philosoph- philosophical question, or maybe yeah. like a a question like with all the angst and stuff. Like uh, as a person who wants things to change and wants everyone to get along and all this stuff. Like, what is my job? Mm-hmm. Like, am I supposed to like tell the people in my life that I know, not 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 that are racist, but maybe say off colored things or do things? Am I supposed to stand up to them and like slap them down? And then, okay, mm-hmm. if I do that, then what? Then what? Does that change anything? Am I going to change them? Yeah, I don't know. That 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 is a pretty deep question. I, I I just because it did make me feel it mm-hmm. really did the end of this movie made me feel like oh Christ it, we are we still do have some of this stuff going on yeah just the the more things change the more they stay the same type of yeah. situation and I just I I um I don't like if I if I do do that if I do be a a spokesman or whatever okay mm-hmm. and it. If I do that, what realistically, realistically, like I, I'm not the person. I don't think that is needs to be preached to or changed. Maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I need to be like this. If I feel this guilt, maybe I need to start saying things or whatever. But I, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not not that there's nothing that we can do, but I I think as far as like our platforms go um, and and not that this should discourage us from being vocal about it, but as far as our platforms go, we don't really have a ton of influence. Yeah. Um, And like I said, that's not to absolve us from anything and be like, well, what are we going to do? But um, I don't know. I, I think that there's, 
we we can do our thing and we can impact a couple people but there's a lot of people in positions that could impact a lot more people that don't do anything um, I, I guess but I, I mean yeah the question you're asking is is a uh, heavier uh yeah then like there's not a straightaway answer so or, maybe or not one that's good... easy easily concluded yeah yeah it's a conversation piece well and maybe this is a movie that that does that and it doesn't mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe it makes you ask the question as you know a you know white guy lives in middle america mm-hmm. you know watching this like it makes you ask the question about that and maybe that was what it was meant to change as far as the movie goes fine watch mm-hmm. it for adam driver i would say oh uh, oh for the white guy yeah for the white guy he's really good the white jewish guy stop it he was fighting the clan whoa remember. whoa I don't see why you had to bring that into this. <laughs> why? Why you got to put him down like that? It was weird because, um, so it's, it, it's a weird premise because like the black guy's talking on the phone mm-hmm. to like to the clans guys and ends up take, talking to like David Duke and poor Topher Grace. I don't know what he did in a former life, but like if this is the only role he's getting, and I think this is the only role he's been getting for a while, like he's not gonna get a whole lot more because. <laughs> Like I don't see there's like other than maybe Ed Norton Jr. Uh-huh. Like when you when you play like the really racist guy and throw around the N word a lot, yeah. Like there, I don't. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Quentin Tarantino's done okay. Yeah, I guess. So. I wouldn't say he's really racist, but he hasn't shied away from using the N word. No. Um, just maybe. Um. Not but thing. uh yeah i'm driver thing you know. i don't know it's weird because so the black guy is making all the phone calls mm-hmm. and doing all this thing but then i'm driver goes in as his namesake mm-hmm. and like it's a weird it's a weird setup it's a weird uh thing you have to buy into for this movie mm-hmm. um anyways um i don't know watch it or don't. I'm not going to tell you. It's up to you. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I do want to see it. Curious about it. Um, I'd say it's 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 better than a lot of the the Spike Lee joints I've seen lately. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Spike Lee, not my favorite guy after the whole Chirac thing. Um... He, uh, you know, uh, use, using a provocative title to capitalize on uh, basically using that as a marketing tool, the violence in Chicago. And then yeah. uh, when Chicago rappers kind of united against him, um, one of them wound up getting shot in the head and he said something uh. along the lines of, well, that's what you get. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Man. So fuck Spike Lee because I love King Louis. I think he's a great entertainer. Um, and no one deserves to get shot in the head and uh, have it joked about by someone who was just profiting off of the violence in Chicago. Yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. So I'll always hate Spike Lee for for that, but I'll always love Reggie Miller for shoving his skill in Spike Lee's face. <laughs> he did tear Spike Lee's heart out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. Uh, I was thinking about this, like, 
if I could do anything, it would it would be win the Stanley Cup. As um because I love competing. I love um I I love to win. I, the hockey's my favorite sport and I just don't think that anything could match that high for me personally. Um No. Yeah. No. It's like that attrition, like that mm-hmm. what you have to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to be like the best of the best. Yeah. Just just to get into and that it starts at like six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> it sure does. Um I wouldn't trade anything for it. I'm I'm cool with how everything's worked out so far. But yeah. like as far as like things because no one gets to do everything. But as far as like things that if you could experience anything, like I just obviously hyper competitive competitive. I love beef. And just to have to like go out and and best someone four four times four times over. Yeah. Oh my God. And just just the like the the relief like lifting that weight over your shoulders must feel oh my god uh so yeah that's a peek into my life yeah i heard i think i heard an interview with um oh shit oh who's the third baseman for the braves (laughs) um johnny nobody i think no oh damn it chipper jones Andrew Chipper Jones. Jones, yes, Chipper Jones. Oh, there really? Was an inter- interview with him. Oh, I, th- I thought you were asking me for a current baseball player's name. No, no, Chipper Jones. He said, uh, someone asked him, "What's the better feeling, hitting a walk-off home run at home or hitting a, uh, a home run in opposing stadium?" He's like, mm-hmm. "There's nothing better than hitting a home run in opposing stadium and yeah. shutting them up." Yeah, and he actually named his son or his daughter Shay. Because they had a rivalry, the best feeling rivalry in the world. with the Mets. <laughs> and that was his, his great, he, greatest he feeling. was, yeah. Shit. He loved that. Yeah. Dude, it's just, it's human nature. Like, we all, like, want to be happy. But then when you talk about, like, what's better, like, pleasing your fans or shutting up the people who hate you? Like, yeah. Man, fuck those people. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Um anyways, let's let's stole out some assignments. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh all right. So I've got one for you from uh 2016. Uh streaming on Netflix right now, Ice Guardians. Yeah. Speaking of hockey. Yes. Uh, I started watching this last night and got about I don't know, five minutes in and I was like, I'm super tired. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably watch it tonight and be super tired tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean uh it's got an all-star cast. If you ignore Jay Baruchel, Jerome McGinley, Chris Chelios, good stuff. Bobby Hall, I've heard of him. Is uh, there's a guy named Jeff Merrick mm-hmm. who is a commentator on like CBC or not CBC? Yeah, CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a hockey announcer, analyst type guy. Um, he used to do. There used to be a um, on. And serious, there used to be a show called um, Hockey Night, Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, it was like a four-hour show, and he hosted it. 
and he just a, he's just a wealth of information. Uh, just an interesting dude. Uh, he did. A, he used to do a podcast with another guy, um, but he. I saw him in the first like five minutes. I'm like, I'm in. Nice. I like this guy. Oh yeah. I mean, it just honestly, yeah. Joking about Jay Baruchel aside, like the yeah, this is a pretty nice little lineup here. Yeah. Um, it's a rough way to make a living, man. To yeah. Be the goon, goon on a on a squad, and it's even harder now. Yeah. Well, it's 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 I don't know. It's almost harder to make a name for yourself now. Well, you gotta be you gotta be good because you and, yeah you can't just you can't be um, early career Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, because you will never get, you will never ascend. I don't know. I, Dustin Bufflin is a guy who like completely changed his game. Because it's a different sport than yeah. it was. Um, yeah. yeah. I I have not watched this. I'm going to, though. Um, this is definitely right up my alley. Uh, but if anyone's looking for any book recommendations, um, Bob Probert's biography, Tough Guy, is also, if if you're interested in hockey, that's a great read. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was fun to fight with. And... NHL, <laughs> yeah, NHL yeah. 93. Oh, heck yeah. Um, uh, yeah. For you, uh, what is it? Uh, what's his name? De- direct. Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah yeah, Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, mid-90s. Streaming on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, excited. it kind of came and went in the theaters. It's already out on Amazon. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's it seems pretty esoteric. Um, it seems like, uh, something, but it seems like something it's up your alley right up my alley. It's, yeah. Yeah. Skateboarding and skateboarding in the mid nineties. Well, it's more of a late nineties thrasher, early two thousands. Yeah. I pretty much stopped in high school until I was college age again. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, cool. Yeah. So. I actually, this was my streaming recommendation prior to any talk we even had about it. Um, so this is not a joke or, or a cute pick. Uh, 2009's Friday the 13th remake is streaming on Netflix. <laughs> and uh, it's, if you're, it's really, if you're a fan of the franchise, it is just littered. It's littered with fan service. It's basically, it's like a remastered greatest hits. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like uh, all the uh, all the kills are ones that show up in previous movies, um, with you know updated effects and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I <laughs> I enjoyed. I I started watching it the other night. Very cool. Um, but yeah, it's one of the it's one of the ones that um. Was it like I think Platinum Dunes was doing a bunch of them for they did the chainsaw ones like this one actually it feels like people who made this movie saw the Friday the Thirteenth movies right so so at least there's that if if you're a fan it's fan service and uh, it's worth checking out cool Mm -hmm. yeah and we both like like that franchise Mm -hmm. um. 
For me, uh, Standoff. Uh, yes. On Netflix, starring Lawrence Fishburne and Thomas Jane. I talked about it, I don't know, probably a year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, good, just uh, minimal cast, minimal sets, just two guys basically standing off. And Nice. Not a great movie, but it's entertaining. I enjoyed it, so... I mean, it's always like if you're a fan of movies too, which we obviously are, it's always interesting to see um, people pull up, how they pull off small sets. Yeah. Like, or, and like, yeah. Um, like small sets or like very limited um, storytelling. Mm hmm. You know, relying all on dialogue. Sorry, my voice is no, you're cracking right, right now. <clears throat> Have a beer. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 character driven, dialogue driven, and not worried about bang bang shoot them up mm-hmm. or blow them up or sex or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This is all all that. Yeah, not all that, but all this is. Yeah, it says strips away all that and yeah. just focuses on character intention. Something like that. Nothing yep. wrong with that. Like I, I mean. Even a movie like Phone Booth. Yeah. It's just something like I I don't like that movie, but I enjoyed watching them pull it off. Um, sometimes you get something like 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a bit bigger of a set, but still yeah. like that small claustrophobic set. Not a yeah. lot of action. Or Buried with right. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, or, yeah. Man, there's... Yeah, there's... Not that there's an abundance of them, but if you look for it, you can definitely uh, have that itch scratched. Yep. Yeah, and it's it is always it's always at the very least like I didn't like buried, but it's always at the very least interesting from a from a filmmaking aspect. If, yeah. If you're interested how do, how in movies, how can you pull it off? Yeah. How are you gonna? How are they gonna do this? Um. Yeah. So. Uh, next time we get together, we'll be talking mid nineties, uh, which is streaming on Amazon prime and ice guardians, which is streaming on Netflix. Uh, if you want to wait to hear what we have to say about those before you watch them, uh, do we recommend them? Do we not? Here's some, we do recommend, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the 2009 remake is streaming on Netflix and standoff from 2016. is also streaming on Netflix. Very good. Yay. Yay. Very good. <coughs> I guess. And, uh, I'll be seeing Endgame tomorrow, which nice. will be fun. Uh, no. Hopefully. Yeah. I rewatched uh, the uh, Infinity War nice. again. That's still so, on Netflix? Um, I don't know if it is or not. Oh, well. Where were you watching it, Mr. Fancy? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do you think you're going to get the – I'm probably going to get the uh, – Infinity the, uh, War is uh, still Disney on Netflix. one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Infinity War is on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do, well, I'm I'm curious to see if if ABC Studios is still going to handle their TV shows. Um, but if they're going to oh, do yeah. any sort of Defenders type, like street level superhero TV shows. At the very least, like I'm just gonna be too curious, and I mean having well, the, having the Pixar library. 
Well, that and the whole Star Wars library mm-hmm. and all the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and that. I, I And then I saw that they're doing a uh, – Favreau's doing a – Oh, um, that's right. The, the – uh, I almost said the DeLorean. The uh, – yes. Man, Man, Mandal- Mandalorian, I think. Mandal- yes. Yeah. Uh, which DeLorean. Carl Weathers shown up after all these all these years. I mean, he's he. I know he's still got the chops because I've seen him in Arrested Development. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he's he uttered the infamous line, "Baby, you've got a stew going." So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if they if they're gonna do that stuff, I I mean, I'm probably. Gonna, I mean, for like six ninety nine. Yeah, not, it's you com- have to, it's right? a competitive price, and the thing is. I, I get bogged down in, in it, too, of the whole, like, oh, this pick and choose shit. Like, you know, there's so many. You have to have so many different streaming services. Like, still cheaper than cable. Yeah. Yeah. Still yep. significantly. Like, it's not even encroaching on cable prices. Yeah. When it starts to encroach on cable prices, then maybe we've got something more to talk about. But. Yep. Yeah. But, and I've, I've fallen victim to it, too. Like, it. it and. But until it gets closer to those prices, we're just bitching about nothing. Yep. So uh, I guess till next time. Uh, yay, yay. Come as you are. Or never mind. Or. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something, but never mind. No. <laughs>